This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, February 6th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cal Chamber icon dies. Census deadline is today. Budget chair lacks work rules discouraging workforce. Former Cal Chamber head passes away. The California business community is mourning the loss of Alan Zarenberg, former president and CEO of the California Chamber of Commerce. Zarenberg led the advocacy group for more than two decades before retiring in 2021. According to Cal Chamber's statement on Saturday, Zarenberg was dealing with a series of recent health challenges. He was known in Sacramento policy circles for his ability to cross party lines and maintain strong relationships with governors and legislative leaders throughout his career. Governor Newsom called him, quote, a fair and decent man to his core, who always strived to build relationships and trust across the board, an increasingly rare feat. Research points to troubling nitrogen impacts on drylands. New UC Riverside research suggests nitrogen released by gas-powered machines causes dryland soil, which covers 45% of the Earth's land area, to let go of carbon and release it back into the atmosphere. The thought going into the study was that additional nitrogen would promote plant growth as well as microbial activity, thereby increasing carbon put into soils, according to Pete Hamiak, a co-author and assistant professor in the College of Department of Environmental Sciences. As nitrogen acidified soils at some of the sites in the study, the soil attempted to resist this acidity by releasing calcium. As it did so, some of the carbon stabilized by association with the calcium was lost and the soil no longer could store carbon as needed. Bare patches of soil with no plant cover and low microbial activity appear to be affected by nitrogen pollution. Omyak says the study further illustrates the limitations on the amount of carbon dryland systems can store, as well as the need to get a handle on air pollution. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Rommel AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. USDA, census response strong. Deadline today. Today is officially the last day for farmers to submit their responses for the 2022 Census of Agriculture. USDA spokeswoman Teresa White says the response to census so far has been strong. As far as what will happen to the responses received after today, we want producers to know that their efforts will count and to please complete the Census of Agriculture as soon as possible. She spoke to AgriPulse in an email. We don't want any producer to be unrepresented in these influential and widely used data. For more on this week's D.C. agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead 
at agripulse.com. Budget Chair, Lax Work Rules Discouraging Workforce. President Biden got some great news Friday with a report that the economy added 517,000 jobs in January. But House Budget Committee Chairman Jody Arrington, a Republican of Texas, says it's not good enough, noting that the workforce is still smaller than it was before the pandemic. And he's notably blaming that in part on federal welfare programs. We should end Democrats' welfare-without-work policies that have sidelined labor, rein in this unbridled spending, and reduce the tax and regulatory burden that are forcing our economy into recession. Why it matters? Well, Arrington may want to make the case for tightening work requirements and programs like the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. If so, that could set up a partisan battle over the next farm bill, as SNAP makes up about 70% of total spending. Lawmakers say bird flu funds need to be expeditiously utilized. In the wake of the unprecedented outbreak of avian influenza, a bipartisan group of lawmakers called on USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service to quickly disseminate funds so that Congress recently allocated to limit the impact of the outbreak. Through the appropriations bill passed at the end of the year, Congress allocated over $64 million for improving AVEN health and included guidance directing APHIS to coordinate proactively with state animal health officials to mitigate the spread of the highly pathogenic AVEN influenza. Additionally, Congress directed APHIS to increase outreach and engagement with poultry producers to educate them on how to proactively halt further spread. A letter led by Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee Chairwoman Tammy Baldwin, the Wisconsin Democrat, says it is imperative the agency quickly deploy additional resources and work with the states in improving biosecurity measures within the avian supply chain, including the disinfection of sites and the testing and quarantining of affected flocks. Also signing the letter was Senate Agriculture Committee Ranking Member John Bozeman of Arkansas, fellow Arkansas Republican Tom Cotton, Tom Carper and Chris Coons, both of uh, Democrats of Delaware, and Mark Warner, a Democrat of Virginia, as well as Roger Wicker, a Mississippi Republican. The outbreak, which started a year ago, was impacted 745 flocks in 47 states and affected over 58 million birds. Senators propose merging ReConnect program with other USDA broadband efforts. Four senators from both sides of the political aisle want to merge the Agriculture Department's ReConnect program with its other broadband loan and grant programs. New Mexico Democrat Ben Ray Luan, the chair of the Senate Commerce Committee's Subcommittee on Communications, Media, and Broadband, and South Dakota Republican John Thune, the subcommittee's ranking member, have proposed legislation aimed at streamlining the USDA's broadband programs. The bill is also sponsored by Senators Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota and Deb Fisher of Nebraska. Now, do take note, the bill has support from the Internet and Television Association, the Rural Broadband Association, the Broadband Association, the American Farm Bureau Federation, the American Seed Trade Association, and the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. 
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, February 6th. Brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.